threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Bit. Coin. Bit. Coin. Bit. Coin. Five, five, six. Yeah. Five, five, six. Cameron, welcome to the party, friend. Yeah, this is a party. Yeah, how's it going? It's good. How are things? It's good. It's cold outside. It is. Boy, it's Baby, cold. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> we ought to do a holiday duet. <laughs> I'll be the girl if you need me to. Um, it's good. Yeah, we're excited. We have a good episode for you today. Some of you might be going, why are we talking about this? True. Very true. But I guaranteed. That's okay. Yeah. It's a... That's a confusing subject. It's kinda. super confusing. But it's yeah. super interesting. We're talking too. about sex today. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Women. No. That's not no, that's not right. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about cryptocurrency. Yeah. So yeah. everybody thinks crypto is in mm-hmm. crypto piracy. Crypto <laughs> crypto piracy. <laughs> yeah. Crypto criminology. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is and can be useful for Yeah us preppers for the future yeah we're gonna talk about the pros we need to learn about it the pros the cons why are we even talking about what it? is it what, what is do you it do with it yeah Can you do anything with it i didn't know a whole lot i knew little i didn't bits. either i now was I interested but not enough more. to dig mm-hmm. and i think we digged pretty good we've done some digging <laughs> yep uh but first guys i want to talk about BattleBox. they don't yet accept bitcoin but maybe one day Probably. we don't know i hope some bitcoin comes in next yeah, that'd be great <laughs> survival bitcoin wallet <laughs> mm. most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk you'll never use but not battle box it's the monthly subscription box for men full of solid gear for adventure seekers survivalists outdoor enthusiasts and casual preppers each month battle box sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay you never know what's in the next box but here's a sampling of what users received this month uh, you know what? The Fox Edge Dundeal fixed blade. Mm, it looks it looks it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Outdoor life emergency survival manual. Books are great. I like them. I like to read them. All this badassness starts at about thirty bucks a month. They've shipped almost a million boxes, and they won Best Men's Subscription Box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Do you like free knives? Cam? I love I free do. knives. Yeah, free knives are my favorite. That is trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife when you use our code at trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Listener reviews starts now. That was an exciting little casual yeah. prep. Just trying to, you know, it's the holiday season. We're all to change sick things and tired up. of this. Yeah. You want to go ahead and take this? Yeah, this is timely. Timely. Five stars. Mm-hmm. This podcast is exactly what we need right now. I hope these boys succeed because everyone needs to be tuned into this information right now. Right Check now. their sponsors before you buy the stuff you were going to buy anyway. Exactly. Seriously. Uh huh. We don't. We filter uh-huh. the crappy stuff. There's been a lot of crappy we stuff. We don't come accept through. just anybody. <laughs> yeah, we don't do it. Thank you so much. That's from Primal Pood. Uh, from Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you guys want to be part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, go to the Kindle book on Amazon, go to the Bigfoot film on Amazon Prime Video, leave us a five-star review, and make it awesome. 
It's a mad, mad world. Kim, I don't know if you saw this, but yep. the Russians are at it again. Uh, dude. Yeah. So, I didn't see it, but I usually expect it. Yeah, yeah. Um, nearly a week after the U.S. government announced that multiple federal agencies had been targeted by a sweeping cyber attack, the full scope and consequences of the suspected Russian hack remain unknown. And some of this is from oh, no, last week. Oh, no, I did see this. So there is some more information on this. But uh, key federal agencies from the Department of Homeland Security to the agency that oversees America's nuclear weapons arsenal were reportedly targeted, <laughs> as were powerful tech and security companies, including Microsoft. Have you heard of it? It's a, it's a big company, Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, investigators are still trying to determine what information the hackers may have stolen and what they could do with it. So basically... They know what information was stolen. They just don't know how to release it. They don't it. know how to tell us. Yeah. Orion is a network management product from a company named SolarWinds mm. uh, with over 300,000 customers worldwide. Sometime before March, hackers working for the Russian SVR, that's basically the new KGB, hacked into, <laughs> yeah. it is, hacked into SolarWinds and slipped a back door into an Orion software update. They don't know how, but last year the company's update server was protected by the password SolarWinds123. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Something, they didn't try too hard. Yeah, something that speaks to a lack of security culture. Users who downloaded and installed the corrupted update between March and June unwittingly gave SVR hackers access to their networks. Wow. And so apparently this had a bunch of um, United States government agencies involved. So... Wow. Wow. Yeah, so anyway, just lost all its intimate photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My boudoir photos were in there. <laughs> um, Trump's boudoir photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what I got for Mad Mad World. This isn't terribly new. We've heard about mm -hmm. these different groups, but white supremacists plotted attacks on U.S. power plants, FBI alleges. What? So. Whoa. White supremacists plotted attack on power stations in southeastern U.S. And an Ohio teenager who allegedly shared the plan said he wanted the group to be operational on a fast-track timeline if Donald Trump were to lose his re-election bid. The FBI alleges in an mm. affidavit that was mistakenly unsealed. The teen was in a text group with more than a dozen people in the fall of 19 when he introduced the idea of saving money to buy a ranch where he could participate in militant training. Oh. Isn't I that awesome? save up to buy me a militant yeah. ranch. The teenager wanted the group to be operational by 2024. The timeline for being operational would accelerate if the president lost in 2020. Oh. These are all texts, I guess. Yeah. Definitely want to be operational for violence, but also activism. The Ohio team, I love it's a teenager. who was 17 at the time, also 17. shared plans with a smaller group about the plot, like TikTok probably, yeah. created a power outage by shooting rifle rounds into the power stations in the southeastern U.S. The thing that's kind of funny to me mm. is attacking like power plants and stuff is more right-wing. You know, yeah, like... it's weird, huh? Power generation and... Yeah. That's more of... <laughs> you're attacking kind of the thing that yeah. we try to protect... Anyway, yeah. So people have lost their minds. Yes, and this isn't the end of them. Yeah. So on all sides of the coin, yeah. people have lost their minds. And speaking of coins, oh yeah, let's talk about. Let's it. talk about bitcoins and and things like bitcoins. that. Bitcoins. So before we get started on this, let me tell you something first. This is not financial advice. We aren't financial advisors, nor are we experts. We're big dum-dums with a podcast who are talking about it yeah. because we looked stuff up on the internet. That's where we're at. I totally concur. Okay, so I want you guys to understand that before we get going. And you're like, well, I'll just put 
half my 401k into <laughs> crypto. I'm like, well, your fault, dummy. Yeah, okay. Seriously. But um, we wanted to talk about cryptocurrency because we think it's actually. But if you make millions, you can get back to us on that. Yeah, we're, we'll take a percentage. <laughs> um, but we wanted to talk about crypto because I think it is relevant for preppers. Um, as much as some preppers are very vehemently against it. I can understand that. I can because I can. I can totally understand it. But um, us being very casual preppers and being very open-minded to new things coming, I think it's a, a good thing to look at, yeah. right? So let's just kind of start at the beginning. What is cryptocurrency? What is the thing that we're actually talking about? And that's where it kind of gets hard sometimes. But basically, a cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual currency that is secured by cryptography, which makes it nearly impossible to counterfeit or double spend. So that's where, it, I mean, it's... That's the one of the big downfalls, and Cam's going to talk about that later, is it's digital. It's 100% virtual. There's not an actual coin that you can go get right. somewhere, right? You it's don't just, want to have that. You want to have that in your hand. It's yes. comfort in it. For but sure. But it's not there. Makes total sense, right? Um, many cryptocurrencies are decentralized networks based on blockchain technology. Um, and I don't want to get into that yet because, again, that's... That's a, probably the deepest yeah, aspect of the whole thing, but it it's is. the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, I think so, too. So we're going to talk more about that later on, so I'm not going to get into that too much. I'm just going to give you a big, uh, broad overview right now. A defining feature of cri cryptocurrencies is that they are generally not issued by any central authority rendering them theoretically immune to government interference or manipulation. This is another big aspect of what they are, and this is one of the reasons I think they're getting really popular. Uh, cryptocurrencies are systems that allow for the secure payments online, which are denominated in terms of virtual tokens, uh, which are represented by ledger entries in internal to the system. That goes back to the blockchain again. Crypto refers to the various encryption algorithms and crypto cryptographic techniques that safeguard these entries, such as elliptical curve encryption, public-private key pairs, and hashing functions. We don't need to get into those too much. Just know that um, that's why they call it cryptocurrencies, because they're very secure, and there's a lot of cryptography around them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so when, when anybody actually talks about cryptocurrency, the first thing you think about is Bitcoin, right? That is the very first blockchain-based cryptocurrency, and it still is the most popular cryptocurrency that, that there is. Um, and it's the most valuable by far. And we've seen um, recently huge, humongous, bigly spikes in uh, Bitcoin. Um, I don't know exactly what it was at this morning, but it's right around 22,000, right, Cam? Yes. Yes, right around 22, 20, 23,000. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that because there's you can have very wild swings in um, cryptocurrency. It's like, yeah, right it's crazy. It bumped up to like 24. Yeah, yeah, it goes up, down. And, and in March of this year, it was like five. Yeah, dude. $1, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's lots of crazy stuff. So there's, you know, it's a very volatile um, investment. But today there are thousands of alternate cryptocurrencies with various functions and specifications. Other popular cryptos are Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin. And then there's a whole bunch of different, there's forks or clones of Bitcoin as yeah. well, right? And that's kind of gets hard to understand as well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other popular ones. That, is there any other that you know of, Cam, that are kind of popular? Like the Litecoin? And yeah, I talked about Litecoin. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's all the main. Okay. Bitcoin's um, kind of broken off into like Bitcoin yeah. Cash. And mm -hmm. stuff. There's a bunch of yeah. different ones. So, um, just a quick Those overview. Those are the ones you'll see at the top that yeah. Kobe mentioned. Bitcoin was launched in 2009, um, and it's kind of crazy. The individual or the group that launched it, that made it, was Satoshi Nakamoto. And nobody knows who this is. It could be a single person. It could be a group yeah, of people. Yeah, it sounds like Shakespeare of It our does, time. yeah. 
But um, they own billions worth of Bitcoin at this point. Billions. They're very, very wealthy, and they haven't spent any of their Bitcoin. So um, Bitcoin, uh, it, there's so much to go into. I don't even know exactly where to go with this. I but, know. It's really... So right now, there is approximately like 18 and a half million Bitcoins in, in existence, right? Um, this number changes about every 10 minutes. And we're going to talk about the blockchain, but every time there's a new block mined, 6.2 bitcoins go into 6.25 bitcoins go into circulation. We're going to talk about mining. I think Cam, you have a bunch of stuff about mining, right? Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about Bitcoin and the cool thing about a lot of cryptocurrencies is that there's a maximum amount. Um, when we talk about a regular fiat currency, and when we say fiat currency, we're talking about something like the dollar or the euro, right? That's kind of backed by a government, um, and it's just made for paying debts. There's nothing really backing it other than saying, hey, this is a way that you can go pay off debt. But uh, I think Cam's playing like Tetris over I'm there I'm trying or to get this Good gracious. screen to go. <laughs> um, Have so, you ever tried to make your, like, split screen your iPad? It's uh, like a freaking no, game. I don't even try that. I did it. So the maximum in total amount of bitcoins that can ever exist is 21 million bitcoins there can't ever be any more so strange yeah so that's all there can but be but it's a good thing it's a really good thing because that means insane inflation is just not possible right. with it because there can only be so much right now with the with the US dollar we just print when we need more money we just say okay here's a whole bunch yeah. of money and <laughs> right i think i heard a, i heard a statistic if you had 100 bucks let's see yeah i think it was 100 bucks like back in the early 1900s i mean Today it's worth like six dollars or something like that. So oh, if you really? just save that hundred dollar bill, it's worth like six bucks. Nice. So that's that's what we talk about with inflation, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So let's talk about. It's some, so weird because when you really dig into this and realize, you're like, how yeah. does our money even stay? Doesn't make sense, does it? And how many people have their hands on our money? Yes. And can alter it. That's the scary. And thing. how many people are taking little bits and pieces of it throughout Everybody. the whole process? Yeah. Right. That's the crazy thing too. So there's a whole bunch of weird lingo and things about uh, cryptocurrency that you need to know. And Cam's going to talk about some of that right now. I guess. You guess. So um, there's a few like cryptocurrency like lingo like some words mm -hmm. to to kind of know and kobe mentioned like the big one is blockchain yes and blockchain is the technology that can allow individuals and companies to make instantaneous transactions on a network without a middleman so it's like mm -hmm. i'll go into more detail on on blockchain it's it's hugely confusing like it's just tons of information but mm -hmm. the way it works is so secure and so smart i don't know why we haven't set systems up this way everything should be on blockchain it really should like seriously like everything should so um but man i'll we'll, we'll kind of explain why mm -hmm. but so blockchain's one thing and that's kind of the technology that, that bitcoin and all these function on mm -hmm. and how how transactions well and then also blockchain is used for other uh, yeah it can be used in like healthcare well. yeah and tons like, of different it should things. be used in everything because yeah um yeah i i feel like i'll go into a little more yeah detail. sure um HODL or HODL is a term that means hold or later became the backronym hold on for dear life. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of uh, started out as a simple spelling mistake, but it's uh, he anyway, he <laughs> it kind of is just a part of cryptocurrency on um, I don't know how better way to break it down is the basically when to cash in and when to buy and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Altcoin is all those others outside of Bitcoin, like Kobe was explaining, like Ethereum and all those. Mm -hmm. 
So these have basically Bitcoin was the start, and then they they've broken off into these altcoins. Mm-hmm. And so if you hear that, that just means everything other than Bitcoin. Um, circulating supply, like Kobe had mentioned, there's a limited amount, which helps avoid the uh, inflation and all that. Um, I didn't, you know, honestly digging through all these, I didn't see many of these pop up. Of the lingo? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot really. It's like bear, you know, bear is a, a trader investor thing that a lot of people know. If mm-hmm. you've ever played pit, you'd know bear is the, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's when the market will go down in value. But, um... Really, the key ones are like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Those are the main ones. And then blockchain to understand how it all works. Mm-hmm. And then some of these other lingo, honestly, I just felt like they're probably not even worth sure. bringing That's into fun. it. Because I never, I, you know, looking over it for the last two to three weeks, none of this really came up to me. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess I don't trade and invest enough to really. Yeah. But anyway. So um, those are a few of the, just a few of the words that you uh, will hear pop up. So. Um, explaining how cryptocurrency is used and where to buy and trade. Uh, that's like the first point of like, how do I get into this? How do mm-hmm. I obtain Bitcoin? And since it isn't something that you put in your hand like cash, yeah. how can I even use it? That's where it gets a little bit confusing. So like I said before, blockchain is how it all functions. Uh, it is, it's the uh, essential technology that allows your... I'm trying to think. So I'm not very good at explaining confusing things. I'm trying to do my best here. Just go slow. You're good. So it's the thing about blockchain is that it is kind of a tamper-proof ledger. Mm-hmm. So ledgers that keep track of all transactions. It's crazy how much cash that we don't see mm-hmm. who picks and plugs in. and Yeah. So this ledger is some of the key points about blockchain is that it's peer-to-peer and it's accessible to anybody like you can see the transactions that have been done Mm -hmm. all the way back that's why it's called a block so these blocks have within them they're like they have hash which is like the code or the encrypted code like a fingerprint of your transaction the nice thing is it's not tied to like your address your name your phone numbers it's all an encrypted id of you and whatever you're trading selling so that's in the block, and then you have inside that block none of your information stored, but it also has the memory of the block it's previously came from. So like that cache, um, basically, say you have the purchase you bought, or the purchase, the block you bought from somebody else, it has that information stored in that block with your information, but doesn't contain any of your address, phone number, all that stuff. It's just a marker, mm-hmm. and they're all tied together, and they're all visible to everybody, so you can see the ledgers in time. That's why it's called the chain. So that was not the yeah. So there's like there's blocks of data. So like so much data can be in a block, and the data basically is these transactions. Yeah. Right. So there's these computers all over the world. They're making these world. They're making these blocks of data, and then they're linked together by a chain. So each of them are linked. Right. right? There's only so much. And when they fill all the way up, they create a new block, and that mm-hmm. new block isn't given to one person yeah that's the nice thing too is your money that you have stored in bank of america mm-hmm. bank of america has access to all of that and they can see all of that and they're the only ones that can see and access and they control it so if they send your money yeah and they control all of that and we do this every day so i think it was on that podcast you showed me mm-hmm. of an easier way to explain how our money functions so when you go to the grocery store and you use your credit card and your money basically if you want to get a drink of water, 
mm-hmm. you're going to put that water in your mouth and put that water in somebody else's mouth who's going to then put the water in the mouth the other of person. the uh, yeah. grocery store person. So it passes through all these hands. Bitcoin and blockchain avoids all that middleman. So basically it's like if Kobe was in Brazil, mm-hmm. I could just transfer money or give money directly to him without dealing with all those people that have their hands on it. Yeah, nobody else has to see it. And it sounds unsecure because everybody can see the ledger, mm-hmm. but that's what yeah. basically makes the uh, transaction you know, foolproof. You can't alter that because if you do alter any part of that block, it destroys the whole chain. So, mm-hmm. And then that that's where kind of mining comes in in the, the whole calculation process. Uh that I'll talk about later. So anyway, blockchain's a secure transaction. It's how all this functions. And like Kobe had said, it doesn't apply just to the transactions of money. It can apply to healthcare. Mm -hmm. It can apply to um, just like different aspects of our life. If I think one of the best places to like look at that I found was clear in a, in a, in a legit company is IBM Mm because they have really, invested and talked about blockchain. So some of their key points are the distributed ledger technology. All networks and participants have access to the distributed ledger and its immutable record of transactions. And that's what's different from cash and banks is banks are that single bank is the only one that has that. It's on their you servers. You can see it, but they yeah. have it all. It's on their service. So with blockchain, it's on many, many servers right. around the entire yeah, world. Yeah, everybody that yeah. has bought into some Bitcoin, they all can see all of this. So, and we, when was it when all those banks were, you know, they stole all that money from people and they got a slap. Like, I think what they should have done now that I understand blockchain is they should have forced them all, all of this onto a blockchain. The only way to allow you to continue to work is everything has to go to a blockchain. And the reason being is because every little tweak and change or, you know, every sale and every movement of money is in a ledger that's public. Mm-hmm. And that's that's insane. And it sounds like it would be susceptible to, like, fraud or, you know, people that shouldn't have their hands yeah. on it, but that's not the it's case. It's the opposite, yeah. Um, the records are immutable. No participant can change or tamper with a transaction after it's been recorded to the shared ledger. If a transaction record includes an error, a new transaction must be added to reverse the error, and both transactions are then visible. So every little change in the uh transaction is seen Mm -hmm. um and then the mining and the computers involved in all of this are verifying like daily on all of these transactions to make sure the blocks match up and the the record can be seen yeah and i'm sure you you've all heard about the the mining and so basically that comes into the blockchain we'll talk about that that's the only reason the blockchain works is because of the mining right right? i mean and the mining is securing the whole system which is which is weird because i always thought the mining was like Pirates harvesting yeah, off from but it's the not. Bitcoin, but no, they're processing all. They're processing they're verifying the all of the transactions yeah. that they're that the previous block and the future transaction all matches up, mm-hmm. and then they get a little bit of a fraction of that for doing that. Yep. And then the other portion is smart contracts to speed up transactions. A set of rules called smart contract is stored on the blockchain and executed automatically. So you can see how the the flow of this and it's instantaneous. Like yeah. I want to send Kobe $3,000. I don't have a limit. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just send him, you know, say I do have that much in Bitcoin. I can send it to him directly. There's no, and the transaction's all done by all these connected computer systems. 
that are called nodes mm-hmm. that process the transaction and verify everything for you. And and nobody other than the miners get a little bit off from that, but it's all, you know, yeah. it's just a better system. So I know that's confusing about the blockchain, but really it's it's much more safe. It functions on its own. It's like the middleman's processing it, but without taking anything. And then all of those details and all the records of the ledger are visible to everybody. <laughs> and that, yep. So nobody can cheat and steal and, and corrupt the system because it can be seen. And if the computers pick up on that, it breaks and it won't it won't go through. So, anyways, yep, that's kind of how that blockchain works. Um, so now that you let's say you want to buy, now that you understand how the blockchain works, not from me. You probably <laughs> need to go online and figure that out. You got this secure method of um, now buying. How do you go and buy some Bitcoin? So there's a couple of ways to own it. Like like we said, you can't just buy a portion. They're gonna send you a card with a piece of a Bitcoin. Yeah, here's in it. your Bitcoin, yeah. It's all digital. And some people freak out about that, but if you think all of our cash is has many more people with their hands on it and it's all digital. It's, it's all just digital a number. as well, yeah. I so, mean you can go to the bank and get so much, yeah. but again, And we've seen over and over these huge banks yeah. freaking somebody that's in the system will will pull out little bits at a time and yep. um freaking steal from you and, and they can cover up the records, whereas a blockchain won't allow that. So you need to get a crypto wallet. It is a place where you can securely keep your crypto. There are many different um, types of crypto wallets. So there's the online exchanges hosted wallets. And that's, Kobe and I probably use that the most lately, just kind of figuring it out. Yep. Coinbase yeah. is one. There's eToro. But typically they store your coins on wallets on their servers. And it's like it's probably the smoothest way to kind of deal with it because um it's all like a really nice app and mm-hmm. interface. And but when you do buy and transfer, they take a little portion because of yeah. you know, it's just how the program works. Um there's also an this is also online, is the non custodial wallet, like Coinbase wallet. So there's Coinbase and then there's mm-hmm. Coinbase wallet. Yeah, see I have both I I used I, so I, I set mine up, but I I used Coinbase to purchase and then right. I transferred it to my Coinbase wallet. Is that what you did? Yeah. So I'm keeping it all in a Coinbase wallet right now. And, and again, I'm just trying it out. Like if I'm actually gonna do this for real at some point, I'd probably get the other kind that we'll talk about later. Exactly. But, yeah. And the thing is, um, that that coin or the Bitcoin that you purchase, no matter what these little platforms, that Bitcoin is still there. Yes, because it's on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter which. Like if you go and use eToro, your Bitcoin's still mm-hmm. in there. Like it pulls up just like a bank account, yep. or you know how your money would online. Mm-hmm. So the non-custodial wallet, like Coin Wallet or Coinbase Wallet or MetaMask, puts you in complete control of your crypto. There's no uh, third party there mm-hmm. with this one. It keeps your crypto safe, and there's no. Uh, it provides the software necessary to store it and see it, mm-hmm. but it takes out that middleman when you're processing and, and doing transactions. But this also with these wallets, they give you a private key. Yeah, and a private like. Uh, so the password is important here. If you lose this, then you mm-hmm. lose your crypto. So like you have just a regular password to get into your wallet, right? Like you would on you any know like app. a pin or mm-hmm. a, yeah, yeah, but. If you lose that password, if or if you don't know it, there's there's a a key, a crypto key, like and it's how many? What does it look like? There's so many words 64, and so many numbers. Oh yeah, right? it's it's yeah. So, and if you lose that, it's it. It's like done. You're, it's toast. So you're, you don't have it anymore. If you already have a hard time with passwords, 
You really have got to set up a system to remember and, yes. and keep that safe because that's the only access you have. Seed to your phrase. That's what they called it, right? Yeah, seed yeah. phrase. And there's no way to access your crypto if you lose it, like you said. So, um, so why would you want the non-custodial wallet? In addition to being in full control of the security of your crypto, you can also access more advanced crypto activities like yield, farming, staking, lending, borrowing. And that's the crazy thing with Bitcoin mm-hmm. is... And I'll, I'll talk about that in in how you can actually use it. So the the non custodial wallet, when you don't use like the just the actual purchasing, just app. the regular yeah. app, you can use it in many more ways for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the downside is that the ex- if the exchange is taken down, um, turns out that like you know it turns out to not be a reputable one, mm-hmm. then you could lose your coins. So you need to really do your research on who you're going to make your purchases through and what wallets. Now the alternative way and probably the safer way, but a little bit more time invested and probably a little more expensive at the start is an offline wallet or a hardware wallet. Um, what they can do is you're basically storing your Bitcoin information on a portable hard drive. So you have a tangible mm-hmm. you know, access to your Bitcoin. Um, you can download some free um, software to kind of help you do this, but you're looking at to have like a like there's there's companies that build these little hard wallets and they're not very cheap. <laughs> no, they're not cheap because it's scary. Because if you have a lot of a lot of crypto, that one little hard drive is everything. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's why it scares me slightly to do that. It does. But um, there is some benefit to that yes. is because everything's digital everything's online everything mm-hmm. uses power and if some of the scenarios we talked about like an emp mm-hmm. and, and you wipe fried. out it could wipe this out too if you don't have it in something like you know as so as far as we know yeah <laughs> in a silent pocket mm-hmm. but it gives you still access to it when power's out or whatever so yep. you still have something to carry around with for sure so, in reality, for a prepper, this is something you would probably want to eventually look into. Mm-hmm. So how does this all work and how can it be used? Um, so the Bitcoin, say you went and purchased, which is awesome. You've, you've got some Bitcoin now. How can you even use it? So there's a couple of ways. There's a couple of options. One, you can use it directly to just pay for goods and services. Um, there's a lot of companies that are jumping on board with this. So just like you go into Venmo or whatever and you just mm-hmm. use your cash. Yeah. You can just directly pay them with Bitcoin because they accept it because it's an, uh, a currency that they all are starting to pick up on that's safer, actually, than using <laughs> PayPal and Venmo. Yeah, for sure it is. Um, the other thing is you can trade it. You can trade and convert it to other... You can, I mean, you can trade directly over to, to fiat currency, you know, to mm-hmm. U.S. dollars, um, or you can... What you didn't exchange, right? Yeah, you can actually convert one uh, crypto to another crypto for for a small fee. You see one growing better, you can just kind of move it over. Mm -hmm. So, or you can just sit on it and hold on to it like you would any other, you know, buying shares in Mm -hmm. Apple. You just sit and let it grow, which is what it's doing right now, big time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, and the other thing, like we were saying with that, um that other type of wallet is that you can borrow against it, which is so weird. Yeah. You have this, you know, you have this invested asset. You can borrow against it. You can even, um, lend people the money and they can, you can gain and, 
and earn interest on this Bitcoin. So yeah, and, and, and it has so well, much makes more. That easy. Yeah, it has, I've actually done it in Coinbase. Th- yeah, yep. you, you're already earning some, huh? Mm-hmm. For the yep. So yeah, so there's advantages to having it. One, you can use it just like cash, you know, just like your credit card, or you can just sit on it, or you can lend it. So yeah. tons of ways to use it, and it's pretty uh, easy to do so. Just a few of the things, few of the places that support it. Which yeah, and it's not nice. it's not like you can go to Walmart and use your Bitcoin right no, now. It's going to take time for that, right? And it may never with some of those places. Yeah, but, you may you may not, but there are places where you can use it if you decide that's how I want to do some of my yeah. transactions. You know, some of the ones. So it was crazy. It was like, uh, let's see, I'll pull it up here. There was just a huge company just invested a ton into it. Yeah, I saw that. Wikipedia, Microsoft, AT&T, all accept it as a uh, a payment. Um, Burger King. Do <laughs> they really? Oh my Overstock, gosh. Subway, Twitch, Pizza Hut, um, Norwegian Air, Cheap Air. There's a lot of like those big travel companies that are accepting it New to Air? rent cars and everything like that. Um, but yeah, Amazon is, is they're they haven't moved to that yet, but I would imagine they will. Yeah. So, anyways, um, just like any other, you know, day of just mm-hmm. using your credit card that's stored online, you can use your Bitcoin now for sure, yeah. and it's super valuable. So, uh, and then just real quick on the on the mining, um, like Kobe said, there are a total of twenty million Bitcoin. That'll eventually be all completely mined, mm-hmm. and that'll take until what was it twenty twenty one million? And I think they said twenty one twenty is when the last or twenty one twenty one right around right there is when the so last. So there's one an unlimited amount. There's there are two million four hundred twenty thousand nine hundred sixty two or so bitcoins left to be mined. So yeah. how does mining work? To mine cryptocurrency, a computer loaded with special software essentially has to solve a series of math problems or ciphers. This is the transactions mm-hmm. to verify the data of the purchaser and the trader and all that stuff. So they're doing the work of the middleman, and they're they're getting new Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So they're not taking Bitcoin from you. Yeah. That's what's pretty cool. So about that, the whole that's system. how that's basically what's happening. There's that many left, and so every time a block of data is done. That they pay out Bitcoin for that. Yeah, there's like six point two five that gets paid out, and that's why there's like why would anybody want to and put that their pay out? How long is it every? How many years it drops? Every ten years or something. It, it reduces the amount. Yeah. yeah. So every, that, yeah, I think that's to keep the, uh, you know the the risk of them. Yeah. Of, so that so it used to be like like whatever last time it was like 2016 or something. Or it was maybe it's every four years. It was they were paying out twelve Bitcoin per block and now it's six bitcoin per block and then in in a while it's going to be three so every time that goes down but but the cool thing is is the only reason that the blockchain works like because it has to be on servers all the way around the world right all over the place but why would somebody do it is because they get paid in bitcoin to do it right right and they're creating the new bitcoin yeah and so which is they're harvesting this coin by keeping Mm -hmm. your safe and keeping your transactions safe so that huge massive network is is just burning through energy, but yeah. is creating more Bitcoin and securing all of your transactions. For sure. And that's how you eliminate like the banks and all those middlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you mine and, and gain Bitcoin yourself? Yes, but it's a ton of work uh, in terms of like it, it's power hungry. You have to have a massive computer and like 
In all honesty, I would leave that. To yeah, like you basically, you have to have a server farm to make it work. You do, and it's. I mean, I think China has the majority of that going right now. Yeah, but it's it's super expensive. That's why you saw like a. I don't know if you like graphics cards and mm-hmm. processors. They they took a huge. They were like massively expensive back when it kind of boomed in seventeen. I think. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, it's probably not something that you'll do, but just know that it's happening and it's for a good reason. It's not for, they're not mining off from you. They're, they're creating new coin yep. and they're doing all the processing to keep all of your stuff safe. Makes you want to go sense. into yours? I feel like I'm Let, talking. Let's go to Surfshark. Let's talk about that. You skipped it. So let's go. Oh, I did, huh? Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we are talking about cryptocurrency and all yeah. the online stuff, this is super important. Yeah. Is Surfshark. It enables you to access, whoops. Mm-hmm. I cut, did you cut all that off? I didn't cut anything off. Access streaming content. Yeah, there's missing half of it. Interesting. So anyway, Surfshark is a VPN mm-hmm. that protects you and your computer's IP online. So basically, you go completely gray man online. When you are out there searching for your perfect Bitcoin, mm-hmm. this is the best time to be using something like this because there's a lot of probably made-up false... We know that there's a lot of bogus sites that are... If you go on there, oh, yeah. you're going to be cloaked, and so you're going to be safe. The other thing that's awesome about Surfshark is it enables you to access outside of the country different uh, streaming networks. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's putting your IP as in your as if you're in the UK, so you can watch the beautiful Netflix of UK. That's right. Library. Go now, right now, mm-hmm. right now. Do it. Eighty four percent off. You get four extra months for free. It's not even, it's just less than 60 bucks with our promo code. Yeah. That's $2.13 a month. You will not find so cheap. any that works as good as this. The best thing about them, too, is that it works on every device that connects to the internet. You don't have a limit. You don't have five computers you can use, no matter what. And you get access, 24-hour support. You get full unlimited access, fast unlimited access. It, it'll pick the fastest server for you. And... You can give it a try for 30 days. For sure. Why would you not do this? You'd be dumb if you didn't. Ridden. Really? Ridden, 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 ridden really. Because, yeah, 60 bucks for over two years of protection. Yeah. It's like the best investment you can make. It really is. Get it. Surf yeah, did you notice it's cut the whole top off from it? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't know what but happened. Anyways, it's you got the, the gist dang of bitcoins. It. So, um, yeah, you should go into this because I feel like I've been talking. Uh, on the risks? You want me to go there? So No, there, go into the benefit. Okay. Well, the risks are real quick. Let's talk about the risks. I can probably do it. Um, Yeah, do it, please. So the reason that we talk about all this is because, obviously, we're preppers. We're a prepping podcast. break down the other. Why would this have any relevance for preppers? And and some of this probably doesn't make sense. So let's look at what maybe the risks or the downsides are. The whole 20 minutes that I just went into it. Yeah. It makes no sense. One of the biggest things is, obviously, if you need to use these Bitcoins or whatever, you know, you're trying to do and there's a loss of power this becomes very very hard to do um because everything is digital and everything is on the network so you can't just pull out your wallet your physical wallet pay for a thing of water with bitcoin it's not going to happen you have to have some sort of internet access or power to make it work so that is a big downside to this um another downside is that it's super volatile it's not like bitcoin is going to stay at 24,000 per Bitcoin for a long time and, and slowly creep up. What happens with Bitcoin is it spikes in it and it valleys a lot up and down, up and down. I mean, 
there was it's a, huge, a huge risk investment. It's a like, huge risk investment. But those are always the ones that could pay huge out. Huge rewards. Yeah. yeah. If we would, if you would have got in, you know, when it crashed, it went way up. I think in 2017 to like 17,000, and then it crashed like all the way back down, like way down. If you would have invested then, you would have been. Well, who would have expected? Oh my during gosh. A, like a middle yeah. of a pandemic that we're not done with mm-hmm. to invest in Bitcoin. It makes sense when you think about it. It does, but it, to be honest, who would have spent time on there worried about everything else? Exactly. So you just you have to be. Um, yeah, like you put here, but for example, Bitcoin during the pandemic went down to 5,000. It was really at 5,000 in oh my March. Gosh. Can you yeah. believe that? And now it's at 24,000. So that's a 231.5% return. Yeah. Coinbase Good shows rich. it's kind of cool. You can follow <sighs> the graph. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's not as easy to follow as like normal. Cause like no. I do some stock trading and you can kind yep. of follow that and it's a lot more it's way easier to kind of yeah. feel comfortable about, well, I'll put in here and mm-hmm. this one's like, <sighs> yeah, it's insane. So putting in right now, maybe it's not a great idea, but maybe it could be because there, there's a lot of people say that Bitcoin could go up to a million dollars a coin. You just don't know. So it, it it's very volatile. Uh, the other thing is that it is unregulated. There's no government and that's a good and a bad thing, but uh, it is what it is. Um, the next thing is hacking. You know, blockchain helps protect from this, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. And and the other thing is, is if you lose your your pass key, you're done. There's some people that have lost millions of dollars because the pass key's gone, and there's nothing anybody anybody can do about it. If you lose it, how horrible! It's gone. There's two or three thousand. There's two or three people that have lost millions in, in Bitcoin because, because they couldn't find the pass key. <laughs> they lost it. So. Uh, that's, that's a bad thing. Um, it so, showed you how secure it is. Exactly. Sadly. So those are some of the risks and some of the maybe downsides with a crypto for a prepper, but there are some benefits when you look at it. And, and the first one that I like is that it's diversification. It's a really great way to diversify your overall portfolio. A lot of, a lot of preppers, maybe they don't have a portfolio. There's just five, five, six ammo and water, right? <laughs> but a lot of us normal people want to invest. You know, we don't think, we hope that, you know, the grid's not going down and we're all done. You know, this is a great way to diversify your portfolio. It's really similar. They actually call it kind of like a digital gold because it's really similar to that. There's only it so does. much. It, it looks yeah. like it acts a lot like it. There's it, only so much digital. You can sit on it to gain. Yep. And, There's only so much gold in the world. There's only so much Bitcoin. There's only so much of these. And so it's kind of a similar thing. And plus, they're showing now that it's sort of outside of the regular financial system. When the financial system is is going down. A lot of times Bitcoin's going up. So it's just a really good hedge. Um, there are also plenty of disasters where there's still going to be electricity and there's still going to be internet, right? The, a lot of times preppers say, well, if the internet's gone or electricity's gone, it's no good. Right. But how often does that happen? Most of the time, you're still going to have those things. Or a lot of the time, you're still going to have those things. And it might be good to have a crypto like this when that's kind of outside of your local or state controlled fiat currency because you know maybe inflation all of a sudden just skyrockets with the US dollar and you've got a bunch of stuff in bitcoin and bitcoin goes up and everything yeah. else is going down and historically that's yes. happened so yes but again this could give you a little bit of a please listen to this do not invest in crypto unless you have 
like everything else in order. Like, yeah, you've got like to our make finance sure... episode. You need to have yes. make sure your emergency fund is squared away exactly. way before this. We are not saying at all just to go start putting thousands of dollars in crypto because we said it was a cool thing. It don't right. do that. It's just not a good but idea. But like you said, I don't think you can look at gold and silver and then skip crypto. No, right? I don't think like, so either. It, they go together. So obviously gold and silver have it's benefits. a new form of gold. They have benefits over crypto is because you can hold gold in your hand. And right. here it is, right? Um, and the power goes out and you still have gold. Good luck paying for broccoli with gold, <laughs> right? A gold bar. We've talked about that before, right? Um, Wait, the, I ni- planned on that. The nice thing about Bitcoin is that it is, you can take it down like it can be broken down into like yeah and that's one because if you're buying a coin it's yeah. twenty four thousand dollars yeah it can be it's like one hundred thousandths of i mean it nice breaks to just way down so that's the good thing Until so it drops the other thing is privacy um under cash credit systems your entire transaction transaction history may become a reference document for the bank or the credit agency or all those things so they have all this information and it's directly tied to you your address and all those types of things right um, another one of the great advantages of crypto is that each transaction you make is a unique exchange between two parties. This is what Cam was talking about. The terms of which may be negotiated and agreed in each case. Uh, the exchange of information is done on a push basis. So basically I can say, I want to send him $20, you know, in Bitcoin and I just do it. There doesn't have to be an intermediary person that, that takes that money and then gives it to Cam. It right. just it's there. It goes right to his wallet. So that's that's a great thing. And I think everybody's probably familiar with using PayPal and Venmo yeah. and Google Pay. It's mm-hmm. no different. It's just that you're exactly. using a different currency. Yeah. It's it's smoother. Yep. And everything can be anonymous if you want it to be. Yeah. Like it can be completely anonymous. Anonymous sends you two hundred dollars. The other thing is security. Obviously there's there's a much higher level of security with cryptocurrency. I mean, that's what it's called. It's cryptocurrency, right? Your funds aren't turned over to Bank of America. You have your funds completely offline in your hand on a hard drive if you want. That's it's it. Just so nobody like else gets it. The right? thought of it so much better. Yeah, for sure. Because um, we live in a very corrupt world. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Yeah, um, and then another thing is is once a transaction is authorized and it goes through, there's no way to charge it back. Like, that's it. You'd have to do a complete new transaction to get it back. Yeah. Like, with a credit card, they can do chargebacks, yeah. right? Yeah, That can't be done with crypto. Right. So that's it another thing. It messes the block. Yep. And then all of the, the blockchain and the, and the, you know, encryption techniques that are used, it's just a huge safeguard against fraud. There's no way to do identity theft with it. It's just, it's impossible. No. If nobody has you your don't key, really have any identity tied to it. Exactly. That's the cool thing. Um, again, it's, you know, it's tech is distributed across millions of highly encrypted computers around the world. It's not on Bank of America's server in Yeah, I love that Missouri idea. Or it sounds it sounds like your stuff would be so susceptible to all the yeah. people that have access, but mm-hmm. it's all triple double, you know, yep. over and over every transaction it it can see your yeah. transaction way back in time that keeps that blockchain going. And think about this. So maybe we have a partial or total system collapse at some point, right? There's no power, there's a lot of things that go on. Or maybe there's a you know a cyber breach and a bunch of computers are taken and they don't work anymore. Maybe those maybe those that could go down are your bank and maybe now your bank transactions are gone. There's right. no way to get them back because they were on a server or maybe a couple, right? In that bank. In that bank. But if if you had crypto, it's on blockchain. So if any one of those blockchain computers comes back up anywhere in the world, yeah, 
it's back. There it is, right? And it hasn't been changed. It, it hasn't can't been, be changed can't or it be breaks changed. the whole chain. Exactly. So, therefore, really... It's, it's a system that every, like that yeah. all systems should function on, yeah. really. So, there's just no, it's really hard to get rid of all that information. Yeah. If the power comes back on at some point, a computer somewhere is probably going to have it. So, yeah. that's the nice thing. It's decentralized. There's no government or one company that actually controls it because it's on the blockchain, right? Um, and a lot of these different currencies, you once you're an owner or once you own that currency, you kind of become an owner and you can actually vote on what to do with that currency and like how they operate and those types yeah. of things. So that's kind of interesting. Um, regular inflation from your government printing money doesn't apply to crypto. Right. It just doesn't. A lot of people call it the people's money because you don't actually have to have a government to use it nice. with us. The U.S. dollar, it's all dependent on the United States of America. Right. We just keep we, printing on top of our yeah. trillions of debt. So we take them out of the, the equation with cryptocurrency. Yeah. It's just it doesn't matter, except there are actually some countries that are looking into crypto to use it there's like i think canada started a cryptocurrency there's a bunch of i think ukraine and a couple of russian countries are looking at it um i'll talk about this a little bit later but venezuela has their yeah, own crypto yeah so that's kind of an interesting piece of it too um there's lower fees you know with the banks they're i mean in loans and right in, in transactions there's fees all over the place that's the only way that they make money right right it's one of they've the got ways. a nice app yeah, exactly. And but somebody's you know, got to be paid. Then you put your money in the bank, a regular bank, and then they send that money to somebody else, and then they're making money off of your money. And yeah. that's just how it works, right? So there's a lot of lower fees. So that's a nice thing. Also, you can send it, like Cam said, across borders of countries with no problem at all, yeah. ever. Like, Have you ever tried to wire money? It's, it's not a an freaking easy nightmare, and it's costly. It is. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, but with crypto, there's no, I mean... There's no limit. You, you might have a small cost with your wallet, or if you're going through Coinbase or right. something, but it's yeah. so minimal. But really... Comparative. You, you, If you worked it right, you yeah. could transfer a million dollars and uh, spend anything. Yeah. Like, that's the only and system that would allow There that. would be, like, no exchange rates between... I don't have a million. There would be no exchange rates between currencies. Yeah. So if you're sending it to somebody in right. Europe, that's the nice no. Yeah, yeah. there's no exchange rates. converting it down to yeah, exactly. So uh, that's that's great. Another thing is this could crypto could probably well, not probably it's possible that it could be the future of currency. Like at some point, this could be it. In rea- yeah, this could the, be what we use. I never would have thought that until mm-hmm. I started looking into it and realizing how much more secure and how. Yeah more protected the fact that like people don't have their little hands on it and can freaking sure. alter it that's where i'm like geez yeah so according to deutsche bank the current deutsche, deutsche bank the current money system is fragile deutsche, deutsche bank now i can't say it sees that by 2030 digital currencies will rise to over 200 million users in the imagine 2030 report deutsche bank suggests that digital currency could eventually replace cash one day as demand for anonymity and a more decentralized means of payment grows so that i mean it's very possible right and investing now gets you ahead of the curve so you're not getting in at the point where bitcoin or whatever it is yeah. is at a million dollars a coin right right you got in when at least it was like twenty four thousand a coin and maybe it's going to go back down and maybe it's going to be 300 eventually yeah you don't know okay but uh, yeah that's why I, I honestly feel like you can't ignore it no as, as a person of you know to of prepping and all yeah. that you can't like overlook what could possibly be i mean mm-hmm. we talk about all the susceptibilities of of the world and the, and yep. wars but this 
is probably more secure than our cash. Oh, it definitely, yeah. But for it sure. swings a ton. That's it the does. only, it's, that's a well, scare. And then with cash, you can have physical cash in your pocket. Right. And that's, that's where it gets, you know, it's hard. Until it becomes pointless and you burn it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of emergency scenarios actually where crypto could be a huge advantage. For example, after the 2017 hurricane that decimated Puerto Rico, demand for cash became extraordinarily high because banks and ATMs were either destroyed or empty, right? Yeah. The ATM gets empty quick. Everybody goes and takes out their cash right away. But some people still had access to their phones. You might not be able to buy goods th um, through an instant transfer of Bitcoin instead. So you could just say, hey, I'll transfer you some Bitcoin. I need the water. And so you could There's do that. There's even Bitcoin ATMs. Is there really? Yeah. I didn't know that. They started creating. There's Interesting. a uh, company in Texas that started making it. Oh, nice. I was like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. And you, do you remember Gotenna, um, the whole mesh yes, network thing? I, this was so uh, surprised me. They've set up a system whereby when the, when the internet is out, you can still send um, crypto uh, transactions through um, and it'll store it on their mesh network until that comes back up. So basically you could actually do it when the internet's down. I don't want to get into it's like it's so hard to go through all the the whole the whole spiel that they've got, but they have a way of actually sending through those um, um, transactions on the like for Bitcoin or something when there's no grid when everything is down know, as long as there's a mesh network and it makes sense because it's just digital yeah and a number that like we've talked about I mean your phone could act essentially as that hard wallet yeah and you know and think about it we we always talk about these SHTF events you know. What is more likely? Is it more likely that we're going to have a complete grid down, no internet, no power, or is it going to be like a nationwide or even a worldwide economic, you know, downturn, like a huge downturn? Yeah. Or, you know, in a, because in a scenario like that, which is going to be more likely, crypto would be a great asset to have. Yeah. It really would. And so that's the most likely. So you just have to think about it. I'm not, and I know I kind of sound like I'm advocating for crypto. I'm just saying it's an option and you need to weigh yeah. You well, Colby and I both started looking into it, and we're like, honestly, it's it's something that needs to be. We just want to talk about to it. Because it's part of prepping. Yeah. You know, you got to look into your investments because mm -hmm. if cash goes kaput, yep. then you have to have something. Exactly. And not all of us have gold. and Yeah. Know. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, I, I do look at it as gold, you know. It kind of is. So I talked about Venezuela. Um, we all know what's been going down there. Like it, it's a bad place to be. Their 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 economy is completely basically collapsed. But many in Venezuela, and actually including the government, are using cryptocurrencies because their fiat currency is useless. Right? It's just you can't even use it. This has been great for a lot of Venezuelans because the cryptos aren't affected by the country's stupidity. So a lot of them, you know, they took what they had and they got into some sort of crypto and it's, you know, not perfectly stable, but it's more stable than what they've got going on down there, right? Um, Those countries swing all the time like they're... Yeah. I was, when I was in Brazil, the exchange or the conversion was like $1 for four of theirs. Yeah. So I was like... 20 bucks, I'm like, I'll buy everybody pizza. <laughs> no kidding, man. And so, um, you know, it's a hedge against a stupid country. And what is our national debt? $27 trillion? Yeah. So And we just keep printing. We just keep printing. And pretty soon we're going to start borrowing against... Yep. We're going to start taking what's not ours from those countries that we already owe a ton it to. It makes no sense. So here's the bottom line for me. You know, if you think you have your basic financial house in order, 
you know, all your other stuff, you're feeling pretty good about prepping wise. I think that crypto is worth a look. I totally agree. It can That's be, what I would say. Yeah, it's a great addition to your preps, and it's a great addition, I think, to a personal portfolio. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it could be great. Yeah. I'm not saying now's the time to get in because we're at a peak that it's never been at before, but a lot of people are saying it's going to go way, 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 way higher. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Worst episode you guys have ever done. Exactly. So, um... You know, we will probably put like our Coinbase link in the podcast description if you guys want to try it out. Yeah. Um, and and see what it's like. Coinbase was super easy to use. We it's liked really it. Really easy. I like it. And it's probably the most popular app to or uh, platform to buy uh, crypto on. Also, they're looking to do a public IPO here in the next little bit. So that just kind of means that they're they're pretty legit. Yeah. Right. Um. So. That's a big deal. You so can that, buy Bitcoin with PayPal now. Yeah, of course. I, I saw that. You can make yeah. a little money off from it. Yeah, and I saw that you can also, a lot of people m- might use Robinhood um, yeah, Robin app for, for buying, but just beware that some of those apps don't actually allow you to transfer to your wallet. PayPal won't either. PayPal won't either, yeah. You so, can use the Bitcoin to trade mm-hmm. and buy, but you can't use it to buy with. Yes, so you've got to be careful. But they probably won't. So look at that before you make They're trying decision. to figure out their fee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably what they're doing. That's yeah, 100% what they're doing. <laughs> so you just got to make sure that you you know what's going on there. So that's crypto for preppers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully you figured something out there, and hopefully that made sense. I, yeah, I doubt it. My uh, part, I would go look up <laughs> blockchain. It is, it's super hard to explain. It like, really is. It's hard to explain. But no, just know that your mm-hmm. those the cryptocurrency is super secure. It's, secure. it's more of a the volatile thing is the only thing that scares me. It is about yeah. it. But uh, other than that, I don't worry about my information being. No, seen, absolutely, that not. can't happen. <laughs> Guys, today's podcast is brought to you by TacPack, the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional-grade stuff inside. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS and get a free separate bag sent of EDC gear along with your first month's TACPack. Head to TACPack.com. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS. CASUALPREPPERS. We don't have any reviews today, do we? It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. I'm going to review this podcast. Yeah. Good. One star. One star. Excellent information. Three and a half stars. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> um, so I posted recently about, and I've talked about this before, just having some medical preps for your asthmatics, for your mm. CP, COPD ears. Yeah. Probably one of the most common things that I see, you know, just in in family practice or in the urgent care is lung conditions. Uh, you get sick. If you already have reactive airways, it's just mm-hmm. that much worse. So, how do you prepare? Because there's there's your handhelds that are a fortune, you know. Yeah. Just a regular arbuterol inhaler with insurance is like forty five to thirty. They're not bucks. cheap. Yeah. Ridiculous. And and the medication is probably a little cheaper for the nebulized solution. So if you have that, and if you run into a problem with, I don't have any inhalers. I have the solution. Powers out, or you know, you're you're off the grid. You're mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how to run um, a nebulizer. There are ways that you can kind of work around medical device, uh, the medical devices. Mm-hmm. So I showed in my uh, video that you can use just a regular tire compressor and just yeah. put it on the tubing and, and then you just use it just like you would any other uh, nebulizer machine, which is pretty cool because mine's powered off from, you know, the DeWalt 9-volt, mm-hmm. uh, 12-volt batteries. Yeah. So you can run your nebulizer and you can administer the med- the medication with those. Harbor Freight has a compressor that's like, I think it's like 12 bucks that plugs into your cigarette lighter. Oh, yeah. So 
have a car battery, you have power, there's another way. You're you can, good to go, yeah. You can run your nebulizer off from that. And there's a whole bunch of different things you can put into the nebulizer. I'm sure if you have lung problems, then you know those medications. Mm-hmm. But the the means of, you know, dispensing the medication yeah. can be tricky if you're, you know, SOL and you don't have any power. The last thing is you, you can use just a bike pump. Mm-hmm. Somebody would be really going to town. Yeah. I'm sure if you have asthma, you're not going to be doing it on yourself, but... Um, but you can, and I haven't, I haven't, uh, done this myself. My bike pump broke, (laughs) but I've seen videos where you can actually tie the tubing on, um, secure it on there. So, you know, there's no air leakage Mm -hmm. and you can pump and pump and it'll, it'll, uh, turn the medicine into, you know, aerosol form or nebulize it. So you can use those off the grid ways Mm -hmm. of dispensing your medicine so nice. anyway i like that kind of a cool trick yeah go check out the video i think it's on tiktok we'll probably put it on instagram as well humidifier if that's all you want yeah you could actually so yeah yeah it looked like know. it was really coming out of there it came out uh, just as good as a nebula <laughs> yeah it's it cool yeah i had to crank it up to like 50 psi it's you know? loud but it's super loud. super loud <laughs> but anyways it's yeah. just kind of an alternative way improvise yeah for sure all right guys thanks that's it um i'm sure there's going to be eight million questions on crypto don't send them to us because we don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we would love to talk about it more um, yeah. on um, Instagram. I'm still TikTok. learning about it. And it, like, it's, it, it really is super interesting. And yeah. it's kind of crazy. Our system hasn't adopted it more. Yeah. I think it's, even if you don't, like I invest, said, the blockchain portion yeah. is moving into healthcare. It's moving because it is way more secure than the crap that we it use is. now. Yeah, it, the, everything on the government should be on blockchain. And with the new, uh, what's the new Russian? The hack. No, the the SVR. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're getting into everything. They are, yeah. So yeah, it's so true. So go go check it out, and maybe we'll try and do a video soon on like the basics of this, like, like show our Bitcoin. Yeah, here's my Bitcoin. <laughs> I keep it in this pocket. Pretty cool. Huh? Yeah, let's check it out. Collector. Bitcoin. I know. Every time I think about it, I just feel like it's Mario or something. Like we're doing, doing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what we're doing. I know. It's it, so weird. It seems imaginary, and it's and I I think some of the jokes between me and you have been like, yeah. You know, you're going to buy something at your guild. Yeah, I know. You're going to send me some coin from your... It feels so weird. Enchanted sword. Yeah. It sounds really weird, but it's a genius system. Yeah, and and it's not just Bitcoin. Remember, there's Ethereum, there's Litecoin, there's a whole bunch of different ones to look at that might be actually better to invest in right now. Right. Just because they're not... They're not insanely priced. Yeah, Yeah, and everybody does look at Bitcoin. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe and stay survived.